The paddles are out, people. The promos are coding. The next four weeks will define the next eight months of your life. But do not fear. The Doc and Jandy are here. Tell me, people, is it going to be a steady, sweet soiree as FIFA draws a sad, solemn surrender to its 28-year career? Or are we about to have a radical rebirth, a renaissance, a glorious run of legendary cards that will lure, tempt, and engage you like never before? You decide, EA Sports. Are you going to sign for Al Nasser and Cruz? Or are you going to go or Paris and give it one last dance. This is your midweek nothing but a fun thing podcast. Tonight's show is stacked with argument, discussion and controversy as the CDK scandal has torn the NBA FT team apart. Joining me tonight as ever is my co-host Jandy and we are joined by a very special guest. One, two, three and two to four. It's our Kev, the legend, Kevin Karami. Thank you for coming on our show today, man. How are you doing, Kev? Yo, yo, thank you, thank you so much for the, the brilliant intro I'd, I'd like to add. And, you know, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, JP. I hope you guys are well. Um, feels nice to be back on the midweek pod with you guys. And, uh, you know, it feels nice. Like, as you mentioned the other day, you, you know, the, the shackles are off, man. It's nice to be a guest. No responsibility. <laughs> I love that one. I love that. And joining me, as ever, is my co-host, Jandy. Jandy. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to be with you every week and discuss FIFA with you. Tell me, man, what kind of show do we have today? Oh, man, JP, thanks for uh, thanks for the nice introduction. And before I get to that, I got to say, there was some alliteration in there. I think you threw a, in, some S alliteration in there with like a soiree at one point. That was that was really, really sexy. I liked that. Um, but, man, we got a good show today. We got Kevin, so obviously it's going to be a good show. We're going to talk about... CDK for probably 40 or 50 minutes. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we got a great show today. We're going to do some content. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the state of the power curve, the state of the market uh, in FIFA right now. I know if you're paying any attention at all, you're seeing that like these prices on these usable cards keep going up and up and up. And we're going to try to delve into why that might be happening. Uh, and then maybe look forward to a little bit of what's next, what EA should be doing, um, and answer some listener listener questions if we have some time. So it should be a fun show, JP. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. And because we've got a Slack show, we're just going to jump right into it. So I've got an icebreaker question for you, Kev. Um, what road to the final card have you used? And if you have, um, is it any good? Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I was, I was a little bit lucky actually. Uh, so I, I started this new account, right. And then my third day in, we went, we just dove into the weekend leagues uh, with the team that, that I had no road to the finals in it yet, but by the time rewards came around, uh, hit 11 wins, uh, on the new account and then managed to get my rewards in. And in the player picks, we saw Danielle Malin. And then in the packs, we saw Felipe Anderson. So normally I'd probably, probably I would sell Felipe Anderson, but this is a new account. I figure, hey, let's let's have some fun. Let's let's try them out, and we can uh, we can become Lazio supporters for the week, right? And, yeah, or, or sell him before the game in the hype. <laughs> yeah, or, or or that or that, right? But you know, we're we're sticking with the theory the Serie A theme. We have a CDK in the team, so we tested them out, right? Put them on a tried them on a hunter, a catalyst, as well as um, I think a dead eye, maybe just something to so just to try him without a pace chem style, right? And honestly, he's one of these players that's a little bit of a tweener, so I uh, don't want to spend too much time talking about this guy. He's a little bit of a tweener, and I think a, what a lot of you guys have mentioned, if I wasn't on a new account, this definitely would have, wouldn't have made my team. Uh, so I think a lot of these cards here are... 
I would want to say either sideways, maybe even downgrades, unless you get one of the really, really good ones. I mean, like a Barella and up, maybe you probably wouldn't even be putting them into your team. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys get to try any? I mean, unless you have any other questions on what I've experienced so far with them. No, that's a really good summation of your experience. And I think a lot of people's experiences like that. However, talking about Serie A, I know that Jandy has been fortunate enough to be using Barella. And Jandy, you have... Uh, I've always respected your opinion about players um, because you, you you try and create like a, a balanced view. Um, what's your opinion of Barella? Yeah, so on the show on Friday, you know, we do try, trust, and trash. And my try was uh, Yusuf Atal and my trust was uh, Barella. And so I, I decided to buy, buy both, just buy them straight off the market because I wanted to try them both out. Um, first on Barella, he's about 400K right now. Uh I believe Inter plays tomorrow against Porto. Um, so I tried this guy out as a box-to-box and as a CDM. And I think there's deficiencies on both sides, unfortunately. As a as a CDM, he doesn't really have the presence. He's a smaller guy. Uh, you kind of need to anchor him up to get that physical up a little bit. Uh, but then you lose some of the pace that you might need. Um so I, then I went and I said, okay, maybe he'll work a little bit better as a box-to-box. Um, and the problem with the box-to-box is that he's getting forward in my system. And with 3-3, getting forward is just not going to cut it anymore at 3-3. So I didn't like him as much as I w- thought I would, especially given that I got along with his 87 inform so much. And I would definitely say he's not worth 400k. Now, if Inter goes on, if they win and go on, he gets to a 91. That gets it starts to get interesting. But in order to get for him to get the five star weak foot, I believe he needs to make the final, which I just don't see that happening for Inter. Um, so I just don't know about this card, man. He could be a 92 rated and still have the three three, and I don't know that I'd be that interested. Um, but He'd the other card. He'd have to yeah, be special. On. He'd have to be really, really special, like to just be to get in the team to, with that three star weak foot. Yeah, and the three star skills too. I'm not a huge skiller, but that's like that is a huge deficiency. But I would say that having used him next to Yusuf Atal, um, I am really liking Atal. Um, he has the five star weak foot. He's got a bigger body and in, in body frame in game. Uh, he has his whole game stats. Uh, he has been really excellent for me going forward. Um, and just as like a nice little treat, I bought him on the market for like 215K over the weekend. And then I packed him untradeable. So I think that's EA telling me, especially with the uh, Kevin, I'm going to say it too, the nice links to uh, Kifram Thuram. Uh, <laughs> it's very easy to get him into the team too. So I'm really liking him. I rate him. For half the price, way better than Barella at the moment. And Nice uh, earned a buy, I believe, in their first round. I don't really know how the Conference League works, to tell you the truth. But I believe they earned a buy, which would give them an automatic plus one. So he'll be an 88 uh, coming up soon on Friday. Yeah, yeah. you might as well recall that guy, the 42069, because you keep on using that nice joke so much. <laughs> And every time you do it, I have the same look on my face. And you can't see the look on my face, but just like, it just imagine like a grumpy middle-aged man staring at like a TikToker. 
Like that's, that's, that's kind of the face that I've got. That's like, well, that is the exact situation. You are a grumpy middle-aged man staring at a TikToker. So I think that's quite appropriate. Christ yeah. alive. Kevin, um, do you, what, what's your opinion on these cards? Yeah, and then just to, just to add to this, uh, you, what you guys also did, what JP forgot to mention is he was literally shaking his head the entire time. Going, oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, I, I too actually so I used Barella also, but I used the eighty seven version and one thing that I thought was interesting, so I was like, okay, with a plus two maybe he'd be really good and he'd almost be like elite, but one thing I also thought about is wait a second, I also did a couple months ago an SBC like Tony Cruz that could probably fit the same role. And a lot of people did this SBC and he's five star, five star. And although I wasn't particularly crazy about that specific card, I know others were, and uh, there are cards like it that I had in my club that could fit a similar role. So it's just interesting to me. A lot of these cards once again, and I'm sure we're going to, I know we will talk about the power curve and everything, so I don't want to get like too deep into it, but it just, they're like sideways or they're downgrades and it's um, strange. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to get into that a little bit later, but first JP, give us a card that you've been using. Maybe it's a new road to the final card that, uh, that you can give us a quick little review on. I don't have a review on a road to the final card, but I do have to make a confession. Um, oh no. Yeah. So I have been slandering the CDK striker card pretty heavily. No. Um, like, assassinating it. I've been calling it out. I've been calling its house and leaving nasty messages. I've been doing all kinds of weird shit. And I decided that, having been told that it's a skill issue, which I took very personally, I decided that I would try the card in a different way. So I just put him on balance and let him play. And he actually is quite a good card once you get no. around him. Um, once you understand the card and not so much its deficiencies, but more what it can do. Like I've I've never done a pirouette with a guy that big and just brushed off like Ramos before, but he's capable of those kind of things. And I think that he he's very different from the other lengthy players because – the other lengthy players, you get used to being able to just pull away and finish. He can't do that, but he can do so much more. And if you adapt your game to him in on next gen, then he he is he I can imagine being really useful. And I've enjoyed using him in that in that role with Ben Yedder up front and and he's done a really good job for me. He's he's killing it with Rooney, he's getting either assists or goals, he's scoring from corners. So yeah, I uh I got that one real fucking wrong. No, JP. No, 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 no. See, I always say you got to trust your first instinct. And your first instinct was that it was a fraud. No, he's not. He's not a fraud. I'm I'm a fraud. That's, That's who the fraud is. I'm a fraud. I've been playing like through ball, like just like get it to Rooney in the box and shoot, get it to Sanchez in the box and shoot. And... I've had to change my game up a little bit, but it's also made me win more games than I would have won because I'm playing football better. And yeah, it's it's kind of like a mini living hell. <laughs> it's, it's like getting back with a bad ex. You know, you're just sort of like, why am I here? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Kevin, take your victory lap. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want to say, um, just, you know, I too, so if you guys watch my, uh, anyone watched my stream, uh, the first time I used CDK, actually, the very first time I used him, I said, hold on here, 
CDK is on fraud alert because I too wasn't sure how to use him. I too wasn't sure how to use him. But now we are here. We are. So with the striker version, I've used him in 42 matches. He has 69 goals scored. 69. Nice. nice. And 18 assists as well. So, um, yeah, that is 87 goal contributions in 42 matches played so far. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> We're a bunch of toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> With Muppet babies. That's what we have. Once you said 69, I just stopped listening to everything you were saying. I have no uh, idea what you said. I, I just have my head in my hand shaking it and just laughing though, laughing hard. So, so the, what I'm taking away from all this is now I'm alone. So I need to get Martin back from vacation and I need to get him on my side. Otherwise, things are going to get real, real ugly for me here. Well, it depends if yeah. Martin's using him in that um, 420 foot genius 343 as a left forward. He's probably going to get a lot of fun out of him. So you might find yourself on your own, Jambi. I think, you know uh, what? like I said in my tweet, it's, you know, it's really wrong of like Kevin to, to lay into the, the old gen peasants who probably care, I guess. I don't know what their lives are like, but <laughs> you know, um, Kevin, Kevin was really unfair to those people, and um, yeah, that card's on a definite fraud on old gen. Um, on next gen, it's a it is a skill issue. You've got to adapt your game to him, and if you do, you have a great card. And if you don't, you put him into an SBC, and you move on, like Pogba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would just like to I would just like to say something real quick. I I am a man of the people. I love my people. Um, there is. If you are on old gen, I love you. There is nothing wrong with the old gen. If you cannot have access to a newer gen console for whatever reason, that is fine. But I, but I would say that you have not experienced the CDKness yet. That's all I have to say because I have used his left wing version, and the left wing version does not get lengthy as well, just like on old gen. And the left wing version, uh, so I just said that his the the striker version, which I made lengthy, has eighty seven goals, a goal contributions of forty two matches. The left-wing version only has 56 goals and 17 assists in 49 matches, meaning that without the lengthy, you just can't get the full CDK-ness. So I just, yeah, that's, all, that's all I'm saying there about old gen. That's all you, I'm saying. You really can't. Um, there's such a... I mean, it just shows you how strange the systems are that you can put CDK on a Hunto and give him more acceleration, more top speed, and he's yeah. slower than he is when I'm lengthy. <laughs> so that says everything you like. So Kevin, I've blown enough smoke up your ass with CDK. Uh, we're going to move on. Um, yes, we're gonna... the check's in the mail as well. So uh, No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to launch an internal investigation <laughs> here now. I, I'm not sure about this. The slander on Twitter between us all. We're <laughs> just like, boo, boo your decision. You are terrible. You're a terrible human being. Well, the thing is, the one guy who doesn't like CDK is the guy that knows how to do video editing. So kind of puts you guys at a bit of a disadvantage. Yes, he who, who writes history makes history, right? So. That's true. Oh, crap. Well, no, no, that's not... Uh, that, well, no, people are going to know that I've completely flip-flopped on this one, so that's, 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 that's the way it is. Um, so, Jandy, I wanted to... to after the, the CDK confession, <laughs> please forgive me, Father, um, I wanted you to um, talk about some sort of content, but not so much what we are getting but what we're not getting. Yeah, JP, I think like, you know, usually when we record these shows, I take a look at what content we got since Friday. 
And it's like a long list. I've got a lot of different things. We don't always even get to it all. But I think the content's been really underwhelming over the last, you know, handful of days. Um, you know, I'd look at a couple of things that we have gotten first. We got the Prime Fernando Torres SBC, which I think, you know, if you're a Liverpool fan, it's decent, decently priced. I tried his baby a long time ago and I didn't really get on with him. But I know John's doing like an RTG series with him. So that's a cool card. Uh, we got the Spinet Zola left back, which has been very, very polarizing, I guess. Um, some people say like, well, why not? Like are people are comparing him to like Centurion's Baragi, uh, Gold Teo. And it's like, okay, why would I spend 200K on this when these other options are here? And I kind of sympathize with that. Also having a right-footed player with left on the left side of the defense is kind of a little odd. Um, and then finally today, we finally got the Ben Yetter Player of the Month SBC. He's an 89, coming in a little over 300K, I believe. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to do him. Um, and, you know, if you ask me, it's like, okay, just go buy the Team of the Week 88 or go buy the Centurions uh, for about the same price. But, JP, since you've got some experience with the 88 Team of the Week, I was hoping to hear your thoughts because this card is really... Not significantly upgraded on that card, but it's about triple the price. So, well, the thing is, is that it's a great card, okay? And um, he is super agile, and in and around the box, you're going to do well with him. If nobody touches him, he's incredibly weak. However, the problem is, is that if you're going to have somebody like a Ben Yedder up front, then you're probably going to want him to be the pace man, the guy that gets in behind, the guy that gets on the end of chances. And he doesn't have the speed. Um, I was hoping that they were going to take his acceleration and his sprint speed to 90 on this card. Um, it's 87, I believe. Yes. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, you're going to be forced to playing him in a two because he can't lead the line by himself. His passing is abysmal. Um, the five-star weak foot is legit shooting, not legit on passing. So he, he, he flatters to deceive. The work rate's great, uh, high-low, always great on an attacker. But he does have some great traits. He's a solid player. He's a team player. Um, you'll often find him quickly tracking back, even though he's on um, low defensive work rate. If I was going to do this card, I would have to be seriously deep into um, duplicate fodder. Um, I'd have to have like three or four 88s just sitting there stopping me from opening packs. Um, it's not worth the money. Um, the Centurions card is tradable and available and it will do exactly the same thing. Um, and the 88 isn't much of a downgrade on the Centurions and that's coming in at probably about 100k, maybe 120k. So I'd swerve this SBC. Um, if you want to do a striker from League One, um, throw your club into MBAP. That's what I say. Uh, Jandy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, JP, actually, when you were talking and you brought up the passing, I, I wanted to just do a quick little comparison against the 89 Centurions. And here's the really interesting thing, actually. So the 89 Centurions has plus one physical, but minus one uh, passing versus the 89 Player of the Month. But the player of the month has five more long passing than the Centurions, which if you're looking at like deficiencies in the card, that's certainly one of them. But I would then go, go ahead and say, OK, let's look at the 89 versus the 88. 
and you're looking at pretty much a plus one across the board except for passing and then the physical is the same so i'm kind of with you i would rather have seen the pace go into the 90s or the shooting go into the 90s to really have a chance at you know really wanting to do this card if you throw him on a catalyst um if you look at his shooting his shooting's elite and if you look at his agility, his agility is elite. So you go, okay, what are the problems here? Pace, passing. You put him on a catalyst, and the yeah. catalyst takes his passing stats into the high nineties anyway. So it's it's an it's a weird one because they've basically brought a card out that's not worth the SBC price. It's not worth the time, but I guarantee that a vast majority of people will end up doing this card because it will be one of the few SBCs that are around that they haven't completed, and that's where they'll put their untradeable fodder. And it's another fodder trap. It's like, hey, you can spend $1.8 on Mbappe, or you can buy him for $1.8 and then the choice is yours. Um, And that's one of the major issues with these Player of the Month cards and the decision that they've taken and how they represent them. They could have easily made this a 90-rated card, and then that would have pushed the acceleration into the 88s, 89s, and then you're starting to get into some sort of elite level. I mean, Kevin, do you have an opinion on this and and really the whole sort of Ben Yedder Player of the Month situation? Yeah, I, I do. So uh, what you mentioned there, so you want to put something to work on his pace, right? If we're talking chem style specifically, you want to put something to work on his pace, right? Because you want to maximize the area that he's actually effective in because otherwise he's really just effective standing still in the box, right? He's not much, I mean, and he's very good at that. Once you get him on the ball in the box, um, he'll rotate on the ball well, swivel around, move a little bit, get the shot off well, right? But the problem with that is, uh, so you want to give him pace so you can stretch the area he becomes effective in. Now his problem is, the worst stat that he has in a shooting, which you definitely want to work on, is his long shots. It's all the way down at 78. That's just not good enough at all, right? So once you stretch the area, he becomes effective, and you kind of need to work on his long shots as well. However, you can't possibly touch that while also touching his pace. You can't do a hunter because that doesn't touch long shots. You can't do a catalyst because that doesn't touch long shots either. So it just becomes another one of these cards at this stage in the game and at this stage in the cycle and at this point in the power curve where we're just saying it's pretty sideways from what we have in our teams or is probably not getting into our teams or we're just going to do this card for fun. Like maybe I do like, I think he had a player of the month last year or the year before that I just did to have Ben Yedder in the club. So um, I'm probably going to do it and I'm probably just going to do it to have Ben Yedder in the club. So yeah, the thing about the Ben Yedder card is, is it is very good. I'm not saying it's not a good card. The 88 is a good card, but uh-huh. I think that everybody's looking for that extra edge in right, exactly. areas, and Ben Yedder doesn't give you that extra edge. Um, he has all of the traits that you want in, in leadership, all of those kind of things outside the foot trait. Um, you know, he's just such a gifted FIFA footballer, but the rat trait, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> in FIFA, um, pace is king when it comes to luxury players like Ben Yedder, and unfortunately, until his pace gets up there. He's not going to be an AS class striker. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said it, JP. Like, this is not a card that's going to expand the power curve. It's not a card that's going to, like, make elite teams. So you're really counting on. I, the only thing that's not on the page for Ben Yetter is just the Ben Yetterism. We call it the rat trait, whatever. It's just, he's just got stuff in the game that you can't describe, but he just kind of weasels his way around and scores goals sometimes. He has it. 
I would say yeah. he has it, but what he doesn't have is the ability to finish off chances um, at top speed. And Kevin, you raised a really interesting point. I didn't even look to his shooting stats because I looked at them and thought, oh God, they're really good. Yeah. He cannot hit a shot from outside the box. Seriously, like I've tried Travellers, I've tried just um, green time shots. I'm, I'm not very good at them, but I, sometimes I hit them right. And it, it, it just goes over the bar, goes away. His passing goes awry. Um, his composure is really high, but when he gets crowded, his passes go to shit. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If you're running a um, an alloway run with Ben Yedder, maybe that would work. But I'm kind of just using him out of a desire to see what I can do with the card because I never use his cards because I previously stated that I would do things to him that would mean his <laughs> career would be over. So, Well, JP, like, I, and look, I, to, to round out the discussion, right? I mean, he's playing so well. He's almost guaranteed to get a Tots card, so we won't have to wait very much longer to get the Ben Yedder card that we think we all think we want. Um, and, you know, obviously his Tots last year was, was incredible. Um, so aside from Ben Yetter, I think, um, you know, a couple of things have come out. We did get the mini release, uh, and it came out as expected on Sunday. Uh, we got, uh, Calvin Phillips was kind of the headliner for the mini release, the center defensive mid for Manchester city. Um, their, their matches coming up soon, uh, in the UCL. We also got Tuta, the center back for Frankfurt, AKA Kamada's teammate, uh, according to Kevin, um, we got, we got Forsberg for, uh, Leipzig, uh, the center attacking midfielder and the aforementioned Felipe Anderson for Lazio. So as many releases go, I think the Calvin Phillips card is interesting. He was extinct for a while at 650 K. I think he's got a price range update and now he's like 750 K. I think that's very aggressive. I know people really liked the rule breakers card, but 750 K I think at least prices in a semifinals appearance for man city at the very least. I mean, that is like really, really aggressive for his pricing. If, he, if man city fails to, to move on far in the tournament, then I think that's going to be seen as like way overpriced. Yeah. And the other thing you mentioned there is pricing and talking about pricing from a market perspective, We've not had, um, we don't know where these cards are going to go to. Um, we can only speculate on previous years. So I think a lot of these cards are being listed with the concept that this insanity is going to ensue either before or during the game where the cards are just going to explode in price or decrease in price and you take your chance or you don't take your chance. And that's really confusing at the moment. And I think that going forward, um, I think that after this promo, that they're really going to have to be real specific and smart with the cards they use and who they choose to use to upgrade. Because we're we're running into a situation now with speculation in the market where we really don't know what the true value of these RTTF cards are. It's crazy. I mean, people, you remember back to PTG, if this is anything like World Cup Path to Glory, then a lot of these prices will make sense. But I have a sneaky suspicion that it's not going to be like that. One, because of an issue that you described uh, the other day, JP, about how, like, you know, World Cup PTG, it's like half the teams make it out of their group. That got them at least plus two upgrades. Like this, it's going to be like most of these teams are not going to get any upgrades at, at best a plus one upgrade. So 
that's going to that's going to hurt a lot of these cards prices where like right now they're all priced like they're going to get upgrades when we all know that they're not. Um, and then two, I think at some point in the next six weeks or so, while this is ongoing, we're going to have a real meta market crash and these cards are not going to look as good as the foot birthdays or the fantasy foots or maybe the headliners that come out. Um, and it's, everyone's going to be like, Hey, if I want this card to be, you know, worth a million coins, not only does he have to make the final win the final, but that's not going to be until like June. So like I have to wait that long and he needs to continue to move on in the tournament. I'm just going to sell this card. Like I can just go sell this by a foot birthday that I just, that just came out and get the same thing now. Yeah. And that's the key point there that, that these cards are going to be, you're talking a long hold. Like if you want to put yeah. a million coins into a card that's, that could make 1.5 over four months or th- you're a crazy person. Like you really do need help with your, your, your uh, trading <laughs> and your, and where you're putting your coins. Um, yeah. These, these cards for me, they're all knocking each other out immediately. Um, there's so many games that are head to head from day one that are just like, why did you do this? Like, you, there, there are. I think what is it? Something like sixty-four or maybe like ninety-six teams um, are in this stage across all three tournaments. <laughs> Kevin's could, like doing the math in his head. He's like, yeah, I don't know that that adds the, up. <laughs> I don't. Is it last thirty-two? Well, I think sixteen. Well, there's yeah, sixteen. There's two oh, last. Thir- no, I, so Europa League has last thirty-two. I don't know about Conference League. I assume they're last thirty-two also, and then last sixteen. So. Okay, yeah. There you go. You've got that many clubs to choose from, and you go you go with like Barcelona v Man United, day one knockout game. You know, even on even on the bloody game, they're advertising that these cards are gonna be knocked out and not worth what they were worth straight away. And right on the right on the actual like menu. (laughs) Literally, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Jandy, what do you think of that? I, I mean, JP, look at look at this one. Like, okay, so in, and maybe we can start to transition into the next topic. But the the way that I see this is like the two of the best three cards. I'd say, let's say the best three cards in the RTTF promo are uh, Bobby Firmino, um, Goretzka, and Alaba. I think that's they're at least three of the top four. You could might say Barella, depending on how you feel. And you might say Martial or Martinelli, you know, those are more expensive, but they've got prem tax, whatever. whatever. Um, so let's say three of the best cards in this promo are, are Firmino, um, Alaba and Goretzka. Alaba and Firmino play each other today. Like <laughs> one of those two cards is not getting upgrades. So at best they would get one upgrade if they win a game and then lose, you know, by goal differential in the next game. So, you know, that says to me, like, okay, like we are not going to expand the power curve with this promo because chances are some random team with an 85 rated card, you know, it's probably not going to be too tough, but let's use them as an example. Let's say Frankfurt makes a run and goes to the semifinals. That Tuta card goes to an 88, 89 at best. Meanwhile, you know, a card that started as a 90 might stay in 90. And it's like, okay, this card is now just as good as the best cards in the promo when they were were released, which wasn't that good to begin with. So it's like, you know, I, I worry that I just, I just worry that, that we're getting to this point now where, um, you know, we have not seen meaningful changes in the, in the games like meta power curve for almost two months now. 
and it's really putting a bad putting the game in a bad spot yeah and and you raise a really good point there when you talk about the power curve and um kevin mentioned cruz earlier um i think that's a great example but i mean jandy i know this is something you've you've really gone into depth on um in terms of how you've been looking at the power curve um what's your opinion on on this and and sort of previous promos and where we're at with cards now versus say a year ago and maybe why these things have happened yeah so i mean like let's let's take like a little walk down memory lane here so we're about five months into the game right um let's call it a 10 month game cycle because that august september period is always a little you know you know people drop off understandably um so let's call it a 10 month game cycle we're halfway through the game cycle now let's look at what we've had so far ones to watch good cards more easily upgradable than they've ever been top of the power curve when they came out, obviously. Uh, then we got Road to the Knockouts, some really fun cards in there. We had the Messi, the Foden, the Alba Mayang, Valverde, you know, again, top of the power curve. They came out, expanded the power curve. Rule Breakers, arguably same as RTTK. There was the CR7. There was... You know, uh, Chiesa. Gosh, who else? Have, yeah, uh, Chiesa was, uh, well, he was out of positions, but uh, PK awesome. was in there. Uh, then, as you said, uh, Ribery was in there, Payette. Uh, out of positions comes around similarly to Rule Breakers, is within or expands slightly the power curve, Cancelo, et cetera. Then we get to the World Cup. My theory is that EA says we get to the World Cup and they say, shit, what do we do with the November World Cup? We can either make these cards juiced, make them fun. It's a world cup. It's only happens once every four years. Let's get some good cards in here. Um, or they could say, no, we're sticking to our plans. Uh, November, December cards look like this. They're from 87 to 89. There's a couple of outliers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we get world cup PTG and the way that the, those upgrades were designed um, made the power curve just explode. So if you think about the, and, and then partially that's because of the nations that made it far in the tournament, but that was probably to be expected, right? So we had Bernardo Silva, uh, Vinicius Jr. Uh, we had Nkunku, Gomez, uh, Griezmann, Romero. We had all of those showdown cards from Argentina. We had the team of the tournament, Di Maria. We had so many cards during that period of time that said that just blew up the power curve whether it was intentional or not. Then Winter Wildcards comes around and EA says, gosh, we need to, this is a premier promo. We need to keep up with that. Winter Wildcards comes out. It's as good or better than PTG cards. That was in December. And since then, I don't think we've had a promo that's been better than Winter Wildcards cards. So, Or even as good as. Exactly. Or even as good as. We had uh, Centurions, which was a dud. We had Team of the Year, which nobody packed. Uh, we had uh, Future Stars, which so many of those cards were flawed. And then we get Road to the Final, which we've just discussed. So what, we've got, what we're dealing with now is a market that's in, in like permanent suspense, right, for a better promo. So everyone's saying, hey, we need better cards to come into the game. Otherwise, why would I sell my Winner Wild Cards cards, my Team of the Tournament cards even, which was before that, and it's just keeping those prices high. And you have that in conjunction with the fact that team of the year was so unpackable and so expensive that, that those cards are holding such a high ceiling on the market for the best cards in the game. 
So now it's like, well, these cards are unaffordable on the far, far end of the meta. And I don't, even if I could, I don't want to buy them because I'm worried about a big crash coming up, which seems to never happen. And the only way to now improve my team is to do gamble SBCs essentially for icons and heroes, which almost never work out. And now they've just taken them out of the game. There is none available at this current moment. So I was sitting there yesterday saying like, if I even wanted to, how could I improve my team right now? Like I could spend a million coins on a player that might lose value. I could do a gamble SBC or I can just try to pack a promo card, but there's only like two promo cards in packs right now that would even make my team. So what do I do? Yeah, that's really interesting that you bring that up because Kevin's in a really unique position to talk about this because Kevin's dealing with both ends of the game right now. He's got his main team and he's got his Road to Glory team. And theoretically speaking, these cards should be really exciting for Kev. Kev should be like, oh, these Road to the Final cards, man. I know they're really low rated, but they're juiced and they're cheap and there's this and there's that. But the matter of the fact is, is that there's meta gold cards that are still better than some of those cards. And they're like pennies on the pound, you know, <laughs> like they cost nothing. And Kevin, I just really wanted to know what, what you feel and what your experience of it is dealing with both ends. Yeah. So uh, what you, the point you make there is interesting, right? With like these cheap golds and everything. So I'm someone that at least on my main account, if possible, I don't want to just use like the meta gold. I want to have like a nice colorful card in my team. Because I've tried all the golds in the past. They're going to be here next year as well. So I'll have a chance to use them again, right? But, um, yeah, man. So, like, the, for example, these Road to the Final cards. Like, for, for a lot of the year, a lot of promo cards were really cheap. For most of the cycle so far, a lot of the promo cards, at least usable promo cards, were very, like, for a new account, were, were cheap. They're almost discard. And right now, they're pretty much unattainable on this account unless I grind pretty hard. So it's it's been tough, actually, even on from the perspective of having a new account. So often it's really easy to start an account and get going and just uh, you can catch up pretty quickly. But it's been tough for me. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm playing at a much higher level than I think a lot of players that are actually just coming to the game for the first time would be playing at. So I'm getting better rewards too. And still I'm struggling. So it's, um, it's interesting. I don't see the point because also it's not really worth it to go out and buy these cards really. So like um, I packed the Felipe Anderson and honestly... If I was smarter, I would sell him. That's a ton of coins there because it's not, he is not worth 60000 whatever he's worth. He's not worth that. He's he's not a good card, I mean, honestly. So it's just, yeah. um, it's weird. So I think that, um, and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about this as well, what's going to come in the future. But I think that when we do get a promo that does uh, challenge the current power curve or uh, smash it and go beyond it, I think that we're going to see uh, very, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the market and everything, but man, the hype is going to be crazy. I'm sure a lot of these cards that we have now, we're all going to want to get rid of them if we haven't tradable. We're going to want to go get the new cards. And I assume those cards might be very expensive then all of a sudden because how are we going to buy them? And also maybe this is intentional by EA. Maybe um, because of the World Cup and the hype of the World Cup, they knew that maybe club football and football in general might kind of um, the hype around it. There might be a lull in the hype around it. I mean, I know I've been slow to get back into club football after the excitement of the World Cup and everything. Um, maybe they know, maybe that the summer is just going to be massive. Maybe Tots comes and it's going to be so big. Everybody comes back because we were all sort of sick of FIFA after the grind of the World Cup promo. Maybe World Cup swaps was by design because it, it just didn't even make sense how like painful it was. So I don't know. Maybe I'm clutching at straws here and hoping that something changes, but um, something, something I feel like has to change. Like something has to change, right? 
What's always driven change is market crashes. Market crashes drive change. Either people panic sell and cards become much more accessible, um, or the market depresses and cards become much more accessible. Um, uh, and fodder becomes cheaper, SBCs become cheaper, everything becomes a little bit easier to do. And what we see is a market in stasis where people are making crazy investments of buying, like I bought 50 or was it 100 Fagiolis and I flipped them to make 200 grand. <laughs> like I had to buy, I think it was 100 cards to make two grand a card. And that took like 1.7 million. So it, the market's so static right now that you're having to like flip high rated cards like you'd flip gold cards. And I think what it's done is it's made people very protective of their coins. Like my coins are my everything now. I don't have a 1.4 million striker up front that I can sell to buy a new card. My coins are my everything. I have no, <laughs> I have no equity in my team. Yeah. That's the main problem. And without equity in my team, the only thing I can draw on is my coins. And my coins are precious to me because one bad trade or one like I list you list a card that maybe it's a team of the week card and you accidentally list it for 10, 500 and it's worth 100 grand. Like it's going to take you like a few days of hard trading to make that back. And I think while the market's like this, we're just going to see people going, eh, Vanderson's a good enough right back. Eh. Roberto Carlos is a good enough left back for me right now. I mean, what do you think about that sort of thing, Jandy? Yeah, dude. So I am like the exact example of what you're describing here. I have been running. I know it's a meme now, I guess, because you made it one, JP. But like I've got a Bundesliga fetish going on right now. And the one card that I really want in this Bundesliga team is honorable mentions Alfonso Davies. Yeah, JP's given me a very... R-rated hand gesture here, which we don't condone on NBA FT, obviously. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I condone it. Okay, all right. I'm getting outvoted like the CDK slander again. Um, anyway, it's, I really it's want... On- it's a fix. I brought Kevin on as a fix. I knew what I was going to say. Jesus Christ. I, he better be paying you a lot. I, I, this might have been... You might have just unlocked your extra bonuses in your contract or something. Not a bean. Not a bean. <laughs> anyway, I really want... Alfonso Davies honorable mentions and the cards 350k right now I'm looking at it for all intents and purposes this card is not worth 350k he's a plus one on the 87 World Cup stories card that came out in November he's not worth 350k he's a fullback he has a terrible nation I mean I, I love our Canadian friends but for FIFA purposes terrible nation um Byron links are obviously nice but you're gonna be running Bundesliga to get this guy in and the card just keeps going up. All I want to do is buy this card. The first time I looked at this card, he was 280K like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, that's too expensive. Can't buy this card. I'll just use the Gold Davies. 300K. Well, I guess I just keep using the Gold Davies. 315K. Well, gotta wait for him to crash. And he just, I don't want to be the guy that's left holding the bag when he does crash. So I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. But I just wish I could have been playing with him for three weeks at this point if I had just bought him and. Would have had a 50k profit in my in my hands too, which points back to the the EA not really understanding what they're doing, because if they did understand what they were doing, they would make 
a higher drop rate for these cards, which would depreciate the value, which would make them more accessible and so on and so forth. And what they've done is just screw people over on FIFA points, screw people over on saved packs and really left people in a terrible situation. Kevin, what, what do you feel about that? Yeah, so I think it's interesting, right? So this is something that we've mentioned a few times. And again, I think that with, as you said, uh, this, the market is like, it's like, it's like in a stasis, right? We're just like stuck in this one place for a while. And we've been sounding the same for a while, probably, if you guys listen to us. We've, been, we've had the same sort of tone towards uh, the state of the game and the state of the market and everything recently. But um, EA continued pushing us towards untradeables, and they keep doing it. And if that's the case, and like, you, like for example, you would feel much more comfortable, Jandy, I bet, uh, or if you had that Davies, for example, untradeable, your coins were just in that untradeable, for example. And everyone is more comfortable when we have cards untradeable on our team and i think um as long as ea keeps pushing us towards uh untradeables and having a full untradeable club tons of untradeables and everything um at least make the drop weight decent otherwise you're just pissing everybody off like what the like what's the point like we're just upset here like what what is going on <laughs> well i think uh, the biggest so what i've noticed at least on our discord shout out the mbaft uh discord and our t- uh, twitter and all the social media is that I think the general malaise that's around the game right now is because people don't feel like there is a realistic way to improve their teams right now. Um, So I think about like ultimate team, there's like three ways that I get satisfaction out of playing FIFA ultimate team. One way is just playing the game, like the actual core gameplay loop itself, winning games, uh, improving your record in weekend league, you know, winning friendlies, winning division rivals games, moving up the ladder, all that stuff. That's fun. And to me, I know people complain, heavy gameplay, whatever, whatever. I still like that aspect of the game. Um, and I think most of us do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be playing the game. The second part of the game that I enjoy is making coins. I like trading. I like running stuff on the market. Um, I like building up my coin balance so that I'm able to do SBCs, buy cards, etc. And I'm still doing that, too. But the third part of the game, which is the part of the game that I enjoy the most, is the card collecting part of the game. I like having all this stuff in my club. I like seeing the shiny colors. I just like I like improving my ultimate team. I like improving my club, whether it be the starting 11 or the bench or giving myself more options. Um, And that's the part of the, the game that I've felt like has been missing since Christmas. I don't think I have not really felt like there has been a meaningful way to improve my team. I think my team has gotten better over team of the year because of those SBCs that came out perhaps, but promo packs, especially um, I think have just moved my team sideways. I've tried different things, but I haven't really improved since January, like early mid January. And like, that's what I think we need like the killer promo for whether it's foot birthday, fantasy foot, whatever it may be. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. And I, I agree with you that they need to kick it up a gear. And they need to make people go, wow. And you mentioned something earlier in the show, and it was um, Yusuf Atal's five-star weak foot. And I remember his foot birthday card when it was five-star, five-star, the right midfielder. And that card was another level. And what I'm hoping for is not even a live promo, but I'd just love to see a promo where we're seeing more weak foot, we're seeing more skill move upgrades, we're seeing more strange five-star, five-star players, you know, or 
taking a player like Jonathan David and giving him five-star skills, like that transforms that card. Taking Ben Yedder, giving him more pace, transforms that card. Even in defence, if you've you know if you've got some centre backs that maybe have slow acceleration, boosting their acceleration and their passing could make them a more dynamic card. Boosting the agility of players could make them more dynamic. And these are all the things that we haven't seen. And that's what's making it so difficult to improve your team. And the the desire is there, but the means are not. And until they put the means in place, i.e. drop rate, we're going to remain in this static situation. And if they keep on making it so that there's fewer and fewer of these top tier cards available... All they're going to do is drive people away. And they might be able to keep the 1% who are going to spend 3,000 FIFA points every week, but they're going to lose the 99% who are the people that enjoy all aspects of the game, not just the gamble packs, i.e. opening packs, but grinding the game, collecting the cards. How many of us have got cards that should be in SBCs that haven't got into <laughs> SBCs because they're a pretty colour? Like how many platters do you, have you had in your club that you've not put in an 85 rated? Or um, with the exception of like, I can't believe that I'm saying this, I put loads of future stars into SBCs because that oh, promo was so fodder. bad. They're fodder. It, it was just so bad. Yeah. So bad. So we're really in a... A sort of a, a low moment in FIFA at the moment in terms of getting us to improve our teams and getting better teams. And I think that going forward, this is probably something we're going to talk about a lot more on the show as well, because until that power curve comes in and until they upgrade the ability of these cards, we're going to remain in stasis and the market's going to remain in stasis and people aren't going to open packs and that's going to make less cards available. And the less cards there are, the less desire there will be to grind the game to get those rewards. And I think that really sums up um, everything that you, Jandy, have, have sort of expressed in terms of the power curve and where the game really needs to go um, to, to improve. Because it is a fun game um, yeah. when it goes well. And I, I always say it, JP. I, FIFA's a good game. Yeah, I know people have have a lot of complaints about it. People invest a lot of time into it, so I get those complaints. But FIFA is a good game, people. And yeah. it will be good again. We're in a valley, that's for sure, but it will be good again. Yeah, hopefully it picks up. Hopefully it picks up. So as we're coming towards the end of the show, um, we always love um, answering uh, friends of the show's questions. Um, and I know, Jandy, you have a few um, that you've selected uh, before the show that we're going to hopefully answer now. Yeah. So, uh, again, like, you know, I just wanted to just very quickly give a huge shout out to the friends of the podcast. We really appreciate you guys and all the questions that you send in. Um, the support has been like absolutely insane lately. We see it in the numbers behind the scenes. We see it on the discord. We see it on Twitter. We're getting, I mean, so many of you guys are listening to the show and we, and we really appreciate it and, and interacting with the show too. So, um, just a huge shout out to you guys. I, I did want to get, do a couple of quick questions. Um, the first one uh, from Foot Del Montan on Twitter and, and the Discord, our, a good friend of ours. Um, he says, fun question. Imagine you get a change league card, like a one-time use, change the league of any card, and you can apply to a player in your ultimate team. Uh, but you can't choose, and you guys can decide if you want to follow this rule. You can't, but he says you can't choose anybody over 200K. Who are you choosing and why? And I'll go first because I'll give you guys some time to think. So 
I think the easiest example here and the most like, and we see it like in the game now is that world cup showdown Enzo Fernandez card, the Benfica card that was like 60 K when it came out and it got upgraded to the 88. And the only problem with that card is it's Benfica. So you have to run Argentina pretty much to get him in, or you need to put in oh God, what's uh Otamendi, the Argentinian center back. Gonzalo uh, Ramos. They had an SBC that everyone did yes. and never used. <laughs> That's true. You do get the Benfica and or Jao Mario. I think he was like yeah. in November. Um, but you know, he goes from a 60 K card in the SBC to like a 1.3 million card, I think on the menu, on the, on the market with slightly better stats, obviously, but, but with the Chelsea links and that card, I know you guys have, I think Kevin, you mentioned it, but like he is like the first guy off the bench for me. And I think what was your quote? Like when you put him in, he just like increases your chances of winning by like 50%. <laughs> I still bring him on. I brought him on all week in the cup. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, JP, give me a card, maybe from an off league that you would love to use more, but uh, just because of the league links, makes it hard to get him in. Um, oh, I'm tempted. I'm uh, club allegiances aside. Um, I think that that early Cody Gakpo card, the second mm. team of the month. Yes. The player of the month, yeah. Yeah, I would have liked that card to have been um, maybe League One with how my team's gone. Um, you know, him being at Monaco or PSG or or any of the other. Oh wait, there isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ice. Got um, <laughs> um, that'd be a good one. Um, because I'm running League One, one as well. Like, um, I guess. Um, not an off-league card, but that Benessa 87 was a very yeah. useful card. Still useful for some reason. I think it's his body type, maybe. But that card would have been nice um, for the um, Yusuf Atal link because they're both Algerian, I believe. So you could have you could have had them mm-hmm. both on. Uh, you could have got the chemistry boost from that. So yeah, I guess it's league. I'm going a bit league on with my sort of transfers, but that's a great question because there's been some really good SBCs um, that I can think of. Cards on the market, I can't really think about anything on the market for 200K because I guess I'm just mostly doing SBCs these days instead of looking at the market. So No, those are two really good shouts. I'd forgotten all about that Gakpo card, and he was really good like that first month of the game. Yeah, he's Uh, brutal. Kevin, give me me your card that you would change the league of to, to use a bit more often. Yeah, and then uh, just, just yeah, that Ben Asser again, another card. Also, that I used in the cup this week. I needed him for the <laughs> road to the knockout because it was like the requirement for the yeah. cup. So used him as yeah, used him as well. And um, yeah, which again, just just real quick, not to go back to the point we're talking about before, but the power curve has stayed the same for a long, long time. That you know, I'm still using this card. These cards so. are still usable. Yeah. 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 So maybe may, maybe it's intentional for me, eh? And maybe they want us to be super hyped for like foot birthday and tots. Like we're going to be going crazy, but I don't know. Um, but yeah. So as, as to your question, uh, obviously I would pick Mehdi Tarami, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat here. And I'm going to, I know CDK was a little more than 200 K, but I would want CDK to be a premier league links. It would make just my team. It would just make things so much easier in my team. I know that Milan has a ton of great links right uh, in the game right now and throughout the year have had a ton of great links. But uh, yeah, I had to go buy the informed Taylor Hernandez off the market just to get him in. So that's uh, not ideal because I don't want to put coins. Uh, I don't want to have coins spent on my team that are probably going to be lost. So um, if, yeah. if CDK had come out 
during around Christmas when everyone was running Syria with like that on held Di Maria. He still would have fit in the power curve, as we've been yeah. saying, and he would have been super linkable. But I think a lot of people have gone off of Syria now at this point. I, I certainly have. Yeah, yeah, League One's kind of where it's at at the moment. But yeah. they're just it's with the SBCs and and everybody's yeah. kind of like Player of the Month. Mbappe was a really heavily yeah, done everyone's SBC. Done, everyone's done Mbappe. Everyone's done Fofana. Yeah, so. yeah, and um, even Fofana on two chem is a beast. Yeah, Ramos. Um, yeah, another great example um, of how, how you're being pushed in that direction. Um, that's a great question. Um, do yeah. we have any, any other questions? Yeah, JP, we have another one uh, from Tyler, Pace of a Tortoise, uh, OG Foot Fix uh, host. He says, question for you, JP. Uh, what football movies and documentaries would you recommend? As a relatively new fan to the game, I find myself envious of your historical knowledge of players. So he's blowing a little smoke up your ass, but I'm sure you like it. Uh, would love any recos and think others would too. Um, well, there's football is um, can be a very cerebral game. Um, and when applied through the medium of, say, film, it doesn't really come across that well. Um, I, you know, goal and things like that are just abysmal. Um, but if you were to go and, and How watch, dare you? If you were to go and watch, say, um, Escape to Glory, that's a classic sort of um, wartime football movie if you wanted to watch a film and it's got some great... It's got Pele in it. I think it might have Beckenbauer in it. It's got Sliced Alone as the goalkeeper. Michael Caine's the manager. And it's kind of like a, it's about a, a prison football team that plays the Nazis um, and their plan is to escape during the game. Um, then in terms of documentaries, there's a few that really come to mind. Um, there's a documentary called In the Hands of the Gods, which is about um, three street footballers from London who basically through busking on the streets, doing tricks, try to make their way from the UK to Argentina to meet Diego Maradona. And it's just such a powerful and, and moving um, documentary because you really feel their journey and you really feel their passion for the game. Um, then there's other ones that are more not well known. Uh, the Class of 92 is uh, a really, really interesting one. That's about the emer- That's about the 1992 FA Youth Cup winning team at Manchester United, which contained... People ranging from Beckham, Giggs, Scholes, Neville, both the Neville brothers, sorry, Nicky Butt, Robbie Savage. Um, they were all there at the club at the same time. Um, and it's about how that core went on to dominate British football for 20 years. Um, then in sort of taking a step back and being real serious about it right now, um, there's a documentary called Hillsborough People's Tragedy, which is incredibly powerful and moving which is basically about how i think it was west yorkshire police basically let people die because they were from liverpool justice for 97 yeah yeah uh, justice for the 97 um and it's a really powerful documentary because it, it it shows you how the police really messed up and nobody should ever die at a football game um, never mind that number of people die at a football game. 
And it really goes into detail about British culture at the time, about how there was a very like a, a cultural divide between, say, the working class people who supported football clubs, who were seen as hooligans and animals and monsters, and they should be treated like dogs. And it shows you how basically those people at the time were just trying to enjoy football. And it wasn't a culture of violence in football. It was a culture of violence in Britain. And it kind of goes into depth about that. And that's a really, really good one. And um, then I suppose the the final one would be one that Kevin um, has recommended, um, which would be Sunderland Till I Die. Um, Kev, why would you recommend that series? Okay, yeah. So if you if you guys, oh by the way, great suggestions, JP. I will definitely have to check out the the Hillsborough one that you. I, I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen the Thirty for Thirty from ESPN on Hillsborough, which is excellent as well. That you guys should check out. And I've seen Escape to Victory that you mentioned. Awesome, really, really cool movie. Um, uh, but yeah, Sunderland Till I Die. If you haven't seen this one, um, a lot of us have seen these uh, All or Nothings, these um, Netflix series and Amazon series that fall around football clubs. But Sunderland Till I Die in particular was excellent. And it is just an incredibly, it's a beautifully, tr- it's like watching a car accident. You just can't look away. It's so, it's so, and it really, really made me have a soft spot for Sunderland. Honestly, it did. It's a club that I've always despised. <laughs> Growing up watching football, I have despised Sunderland, but man, I really just, I couldn't help but just really have like, I have like this almost love for them now from watching that show. It was amazing. You know they're getting relegated. You know that what their fate is. And you know that it's going to happen in both seasons, that it's just going to be tragic. <laughs> and for some reason, you still, every single match day, while it's about to happen, you're just up for it. You know that this is the day that Sunderland's going to pull it off. And then they don't. And it's just, it's just, it's wonderful. It's just the amount of emotions I haven't felt watching any other of these football type shows. It was amazing, like truly incredible. And the theme song, by the way, is amazing. It just moves you every time. So it's great. And I would I would highly recommend that. And also, if you want something more fun, I would say check out uh, Fever Pitch as well. It's a book that I read um, in the past and the movie. The There's an American version of it. Um, that one's no. okay. But yeah, but definitely check out the, the one with Colin Firth. That's when you want to find. Is that the one with Jimmy Fallon in it? Yeah, with Jimmy Fallon, I think Drew Barrymore maybe. And it's okay. It's okay. But it's not the you want to watch the original if you've ever felt um any sort of connection to the football club that you support, you feel that love that hurt every single weekend uh when things don't go your way, that excitement uh throughout the week as you work towards the weekend to watch your football club uh at the weekend that uh, that incredible joy going to work on Monday when your your team has won. So it's um, if you ever felt that you, I think you could relate to Colin Firth's character a bit. Uh, just to fill in uh, some of the gaps there, um, the book is called Fever Pitch. It's by Nick Hornby, who is an uh, avid Arsenal supporter, and it's a great book. Um, the only thing Jimmy Fallon should host is a parasite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you see that American abomination, like it's, it's so bad. But uh, Fever Pitch is a great book. And if we're going to go into books, I'm very quickly going to knock off a few for you here. Um, the Miracle of Castel di Sangro, one of the most powerful moving books about a team that comes from Serie C1A to Serie B. Um, and then um, Orange Genius, which is all about um, 
Total Football. And for those that don't know, um, Cruyff isn't the mastermind behind Total Football. It's a guy called Renus Michaels who was Cruyff's coach. And Cruyff was essentially like a Roy Keane or a Thierry Henry on the pitch. He was like the 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 manager's um, football belief manifest on the pitch. So those are some really good books to read um, as well. Jandy, do you have any suggestions or anything you've come no, across? No, I, I was just really interested in listening to the both of you. I, to tell you the truth, have not consumed a whole lot of uh, football uh, media outside of FIFA and watching the games. I would say there is one documentary on Netflix, and I forget what it's called, uh, but it it just basically walks in walks through the whole uh, Juventus scandal from the early two thousands and the referee uh, uh, cheating scandal essentially, and that that was really interesting to see. But um, that's a great documentary. Like, do you remember that, what it's called, JP? Uh, is it the Calcio Calcio Poli Calcio Pioli scandal? That's what the whole scandal. That's what the whole scandal is. I'm not sure the I know yeah. what you're referencing, but I, I don't think I haven't seen it. But I, I was yeah, just going to add um, that um, if anybody's resistant to thirty to thirty because it's American, um, uh-huh. they they nail football in such a good uh-huh. way. Um, thirty for thirty, one of the greatest uh, collection of sports documentaries ever created. I mean, you should just go and watch those things. Go and learn about the U back in the day. Oh, <laughs> JP, no. JP, see, the thing is well, now we're at the end of the show. JP realizes that he's ruined his relationship with his co-host with the CDK no. flip-flop and the bribe that he took from the other co-host. <laughs> so now he's trying to butter me up again. He's trying to get hit me with the U documentary, the U part two. Amazing. Oh, God. Amazing. Yeah, but yeah, they do they do football justice in a real, really good way. Um and finally, if you want to piss yourself laughing, but you want to see um players from the past in really amazing um great colour um clips, um the FIFA World Cup films. Um they're definitely worth a look. They're terrible, they're cheesy, and <laughs> they're awful, but they're they give you a great opportunity to like watch Pele in full flow in 1970, to watch that Carlos Alberto goal, to see Argentina win the 1978 World Cup. There's there's all sorts of great, um, right up to about 1990, they're good. After that, they're they're, they're even worse somehow. Um, but they're also a great show. There's also, now you've unlocked another one from me, JP. There's a documentary on Netflix. It's like a four-part miniseries about... Uh, FIFA and how we got uh, Set Blatter and all the Qatar and Russia um, the co-choice conference that they had where they basically who could pay them the most money to, to pick the, the next location for the World Cup. Yeah, very quickly um, another great book, a shout out to David Yallop um, for a book called uh, How They Stole the Game which is basically wow. all about how FIFA ended up being run by somebody from Brazil and how you basically had Samaranch and I forget the name of the FIFA guy right now. Uh, you had the IOC and FIFA being run by Brazilians and it ended up being the most corrupt, insane, like 30 years in football ever. And this guy did this book in like the 90s and everything that we see about FIFA today, he was writing about then. And uh, that's a great book, an absolute yeah. great book. Well, and in the documentary, which I, we are running way long now, this is a good this is a good question, Tyler. But in the documentary, they have Bladder like as a like a they interview him in the documentary. He has no remorse whatsoever. Does not feel like he did a single thing wrong, which is crazy. 
It's crazy watching Psychopathic him. behavior. Dude, he is. He is. A, and he's really old now, too, which is. Yeah, I he'll mean, be dead soon. Okay, and on that note. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, on, a more, on a more positive note, we stand Ken Dorsey. So, and John oh, can. Def- no, 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 no. Kevin, you already burned this bridge. No, no JP we- is. <laughs> John, John will be back to because John, we know, uh, we know his, where his allegiances lie. So he'll be back to defend himself on Friday as well. And also, by the way, baseball movies are it though. Fever Pitch is not it, but baseball movies are awesome. So go watch baseball movies as well. They're pretty cool. So yeah, um, yeah, like a league of their own. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Money Moneyball, not just a baseball movie, a great movie just by itself. What was that crazy one? Oh my god, it was really good. Field um, of Dreams. If you want to like, it had um, Charlie Sheen in it. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, the one. Yeah, the yeah. John just yeah. made a reference to it the Field other day, and it's gonna drive me crazy. I don't remember the name, but yeah. He has a song working on, and yeah, I know they're gonna make wild thing. What's the name of the movie? That I can't remember. I can't remember one bit. Shit. Right. Very very odd. Very quickly, send it around. Very very quickly, um, Kevin. Where can the people find you uh, on uh, Line and and Twitch and all those kind of places? Yes, you can. You can find me watching Major League. Major League. Major League. Watching Major League on Twitch at Kevin K nine three LFC and on Twitter at Kevin K nine three LFC. And Jandy, where can the people find you? Well, I just want to point out first. This is. Gets to the point of where FIFA is right now that we're talking about baseball movies on a FIFA podcast, but that's besides the point. Uh, you can find me. I'm at Jandyfoot on Twitter and TikTok. You can also find me tweeting from the podcast uh, Twitter account, which is at your FIFA podcast. Uh, within that page, you have a new and improved link tree, which I recommend you all go to. We get our link to our Discord, our Spotify link our Apple podcast links, all of our personal Twitter accounts are there too. And come join us in the discord. We just hit a hundred members in the discord. It's a great community. We're having a ton of fun there. Um, if you just want to complain, if you want to get, uh, you know, post your pack polls, you want to get some tactical advice, or you just want to chat about the game. That's the place to be. Uh, JP, where can the people find you, my man? They can find me at Dr. Foot PhD on Twitter. And I just want to say Darth Nacho is losing his fucking mind right now. If he's listening to this, just talking about how many great baseball documentaries, which really got me thinking about yeah. going out first. on the show today. And if you find yourself in a situation where FIFA's kind of become like a Ken Burns baseball documentary, <laughs> and it's all slow and referential, and you have that sweet, calm American voice coming over that slowly soothes you to sleep, just remember, this game can get you down, it can get you frowned, and you can end up feeling like you just want to be down. It ain't nothing but a foot thing, baby. It ain't nothing but a foot thing. Remember that. Thank you, and we love you all. Come on, you red man! All right, let's get Kevin to his Liverpool match now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thanks, Kevin.